Hello, everyone, and welcome to More Than Macros Radio. I'm your host, Coach B. Let's talk about how I can help you figure your shit out when it comes to all the BS and the trends in the nutrition and fitness industry. I am a nutrition coach that understands the hurdles that women face every day, as I too am a wife and a mother, which is why a sustainable lifestyle can't just consist of tracking your macros. Join me each week as I, or sometimes we, talk about everything from health, wellness, nutrition, mindset, body, and fitness. The goal of this podcast is to have you think more about your habits and behaviors, your relationship with food, and for you to get really curious about where you are right now and where you want to be. If you've been struggling with your health and wellness and achieving your goals, you cannot afford to miss out on this podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's dive into today's episode. to more than macros radio i'm your host coach b and today i'm on a solo i'm talking again about um client struggles so these client struggles um are things that i've keeping track of um or i've kept track is that even a sentence i've kept track um while uh we get these uh the intake forms and it's pretty pretty interesting to see how common these struggles are because I mean, I can get one, one, one little bit of information from one client that is, you know, worded one way. And then I get another client that's so similar. And I guess for me, the reason why I want to do the series is because I want to let you all know that you are not alone with your struggles, whether it's, you know, a nutritional specific struggle um, fitness so related. So like even understanding how to train. Um, but in most cases it is about body composition. It's about weight loss. It's about the struggle to not achieve, uh, the desired, you know, look, um, those type of things. So today's topic and weight loss struggle is really about the thoughts around food. Um, this client in particular said that she struggled with that, um, Okay, so the the sentence she actually used, the the actual phrase was, what am I going to eat next? And she said this phrase often would control her thoughts. And it was like, she would eat, but still feel like, okay, what's my next meal? And boy, oh boy, did this resonate with me because that's exactly how I felt when I was dieting for my competitive bodybuilding shows. So to frame that, competitive bodybuilding is highly restrictive, right? So it kind of makes sense because that's basically the nature of that sport. But for someone who is a gen pub, it's, uh, you know, someone, a female that is just wanting to lose body fat. When I hear this, like, I, you know, what am I going to eat next? That's all I think about. I'm obsessed with, you know, like Pinterest and all these things. It is definitely, um, a red flag and why dieting likely won't actually be helpful in this situation. So what could be causing these thoughts, right? And these, these controlling thoughts. And for, for, for me, and what I've seen coaching hundreds of women, it comes back to restrictions, not eating enough, always dieting. So always wanting to change how, how you look. And then the relationship you actually have with your body. Now I'm not a body image um, expert, but I know myself what I went through. And so I want to share with you some of the things that I, um, that I feel like um, work well with my clients that worked well, even with myself, because again, um, 
when all you do is think about food, then to, to me, that's a red flag that you're restricting yourself so much. Like the constant thoughts about like, oh, I wish I could have, or I want to have, but I shouldn't. Um, what am I going to eat next? I mean, you're, you're probably fucking hungry and that's part of the problem, right? So the first thing that I would do like is understanding the restrictions. So you got to learn to understand that the restrictions are driving some of these thoughts. Um, and that at the end of the day, these restrictions are often coming from that relationship we have with our body, right? It's kind of like this, it's this vicious cycle actually. So to let go of restrictions means learning to like food again, learning to enjoy food, giving yourself permission. And so for me, a lot of it came back to like, um, well, it's when I began macro tracking, if I'm being honest, like I, I really didn't trust myself even with a meal plan because it was still quite restrictive. I wanted to be able to have chocolate. I wanted to be able to have um, a burger and not feel guilt and shame around it. I wanted to be able to eat this food and not, you know, get myself back into the gym and exercise, um, you know, for hours and hours on end, because that's often what I would do is I would not really binge on food, but I would use exercise to compensate for my, my choices. So in most cases with letting go of the restrictions, it it's really identifying what those restrictions are. So what foods do you limit and restrict? What are you calling bad? Um, what do you, what do you say you shouldn't have? Um, what is, what is that list? Right. So you have like, and I've talked about this in other podcasts. It's like, what is your list of least forbidden foods versus most forbidden and learning to slowly bring and reintroduce these foods into your diet on a regular basis. And again, like it's going to look different for every single person. I had a client who said like she would love to have chocolate, but she just knows it's such a trigger that having even one piece of chocolate is not ideal. And I'm like, okay, well then you're actually rating that as the most forbidden food. And therefore we don't want to tackle that one yet. We want to give ourselves some proof with the least forbidden. And that way we can show ourselves like, Hey, it's not really nothing terrible is happening by having these foods. Um, so really kind of figuring out what those are is important, making that list and absolutely giving yourself time with eating more food or understanding that you're probably not eating enough. Again, like, I don't know if you guys can hear this, but it's all related restrictions, not eating enough, always dieting your relationship with food. It's, it's really quote unquote dieting, like the verb, it's like all this thing around dieting, but it's the relationship you have with your body. That's probably driving this. And then all of the misinformation and just being just like the self-worth and all of it, right. It's big. It's very, very complex. So if I said to you, well, one of the things that you can do is, you know, of course, reduce those restrictions, but you got to learn to eat more food. You're going to be like, no fucking way. But again, understanding that if you are currently overweight and you think the only answer is to diet all the time, there is a disconnect because the actions that usually are you're following are eat clean, overeat on the weekend, cheat meals, that kind of thing. And it's actually a disconnect. You know, you're on, on one hand, you're like, oh, I shouldn't eat any, but then you're eating too much. And so like, if we were to eat more consistently, more calories, by default, you're likely going to let go of some of these restrictions again. So working on that relationship again, but also too, is like, it's, it's going to help reduce the likelihood of you overeating, which is why you may be struggling with actually achieving the results you want. And this is going to be repetitive. This is the message I'm always talking about. It's like you want the deficit, but the problem is, is you overeat because you're too restrictive and you're not eating enough on a regular basis. You're always trying to diet. 
And, you know, bottom line is, is that it's really not helping your situation at all, right? So it's learning to eat more consistently, less, you know, restrictions, don't go too far between meals, um, fuel your body, like fuel it. Because if you are um, always irritable, if you're lacking energy, you're not sleeping well, these are red flags of, you know, and could be the reason, or these are the symptoms of not eating enough food on a regular basis. Okay. So it's like, really, you want to learn how to eat more food. And again, this is something that's a work in progress. This is not an overnight thing because you've been striving to be a smaller human and trying to, you know, take things away, take things away so much that adding food to your regular intake is going to be foreign for you. So you got to give yourself time. Um, but the whole idea would, would be to help reduce the likelihood of you overeating and binging, planning cheat meals, that kind of thing. Okay. With always dieting. So like, you know, that, that, that thought of like, oh, I've got to diet. I've got to, you know, make myself smaller. Um, you know, it's part of it is, is that you've never really given yourself the chance to never diet or to not diet. Um, and I think that comes with not understanding how to maintain, um, your current intake. Now it could be said that some people can just look the same way all the time and they're not even trying, but that's because they, by default are either a intuitively eating and just listening to their body. They don't really want to make themselves smaller. They're great. They're accepting of where they are. And I think that that's part of the, that's part of the progress there is like understanding acceptance and what that means for you. So, you know, like in most cases, the only reason why, you know, I think that maintenance can be difficult is because you're not there. You don't accept the fact that, you know, you don't have to diet. You don't have to make yourself smaller, but it's understanding the habits and behaviors that you probably don't have in place that if you simply just gave yourself that opportunity, gave yourself a little bit more time, um, you would likely see some results and you, you wouldn't actually be actively dieting. So like, remember the, the art of dieting to be a smaller human means adhering to a calorie deficit. But if you've been quote unquote doing that most of your adult life and you're still not where you want to be, you have to ask yourself the question, why not? And so again, it comes back to like, you restrict too much. You're not eating enough. You overeat on the weekends or you're planning these cheat meals, you, any rules and, and restrictions. So all these things that you put in place are too difficult. Okay. So like letting go of dieting in general, and I'm not saying you can never diet again. That's not what I'm saying, because I, I'm, I'm supportive of people wanting to change how they look, but like, if you're always trying to make yourself smaller and you're always restricting and you're really going with the extreme protocols. So whether it means like, okay, this time I'm going to do keto, but next time I'm going to just do whole 30, um, or I'm just going to go quote unquote, like a little bit lower carb, but really you're still eliminating everything. Like when you go so extreme, it makes it so difficult Whereas if you were to just be like, okay, I'm here. I am a byproduct of the choices that I'm making. So instead of, you know, like wanting to be a smaller human, maybe I need to work on me and my habits, behaviors, my thoughts around food, my thoughts around a lot of these things, because clearly it's not working for me. So it's like, okay, this is where I'm at. Let's not diet. Let's just, you know, maybe eat more vegetables. Let's try and, you know, maybe work on consistencies. Let's, you know, reduce the restrictions, eat a little bit more, 
do you see how this all kind of like joins up into where I'm getting is like maintenance is a sweet spot and it's likely the place that most people need to be in order for them to see true success because we can lose weight but maintaining it's hard but it's because you haven't done the work to build the habits behaviors the relationship with food your body and all of that stuff because you can diet and take yourself out of a diet and and you can definitely be a smaller human in most cases like if i were to speak from experience the reason why i've been able to maintain where i'm at right now is because of the daily practices and I'm accepting of where I'm at. I don't need to be smaller for a very, very long time. I thought I needed to be leaner to be accepted or whatever, right? Like whatever that big fucking huge thing was for me, I've worked on it, right? So it really is doing that and being okay with not dieting. You don't have to actively be cutting calories away. Like we should be focusing on what we can add to our life. And again, like even some of this is oh, like, I'm talking just food. Like what about moving your body and doing other things other than just focusing on calories? If all you do is think about the food that you're going to eat next, like, man, maybe, maybe it's because you sit around all day and you're bored. Okay. Well then why don't we move our bodies? Right. So that's just, that's another episode, but specifically talking about the nutrition aspect of things, it really is just coming back down to like, okay, let's try maintenance. Like let's stop actively dieting let's lean into some acceptance some discomfort eat more food reduce our restrictions and just see what happens okay and let me tell you i am not for one minute saying this is going to be easy process because again you might be looking at yourself in the mirror saying fuck i am so sick of this and then you're just like okay I, I need to find a, a quick fix, but that is part of the problem. Then it goes right back to that. I'm restricting. I'm not eating enough. And then it's like, okay, well, but you've never really even tried to just be at maintenance, like just maintain where you're at. Don't gain weight. Don't lose weight. Work on and focus on the habits, behaviors, and then maybe you can diet. But again, there's one more thing. I talked about it. It's the relationship you have with your body. When we are over, what is it? Overvaluation of our body or over-evaluating our body. This is where we're like picking apart things. We're not, we're dissatisfied. We just, we look at all the flaws that we have, right? And when I've talked about this before, especially um, with um, learning how to break binge eating, the professional course that I took, they talk about this where, you know, we, body image is part of the, the equation. And then it's also like the mood dysregulation and then it's restrictions. And so it's this, you know, um, vicious cycle that continues so like i mean i'm kind of like reverse engineering this it's the last thing but it actually is probably the first thing that you should be paying attention to is like what is that relationship with your body because the relationship with your body is driving those restrictions and you know it's why you're always dieting and it's also why you feel like you always need to be eating less food and it's why you have food as your main controlling thought because you're fucking hungry and you want to have things, but you're telling yourself you can't have. There's such a huge cognitive cognitive disconnect that it makes it very, very difficult. And again, I was there specifically for sport, but I remember those thoughts. I would sit and wish I would be watching um, the cooking channel on a regular basis. I would be like Instagram was really relatively new. And that's when like it was the picture app. And I would be looking at all these, these pictures of, especially with um, macros coming into play, like if it fits your macros, I mean, I was saving every picture and every recipe that you could ever imagine 
Okay. I created my own Pinterest of all these favorite foods of flexible dieting. And I, and I had to go through and I had to delete all of those after the fact, because it was that those controlling thoughts, right? Like that's all I thought about was food. And I didn't realize it at the time. I just, just assumed it was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, it's my bodybuilding, but that's where my, my, my thoughts were going and continued after, because again, I'm thinking that all I can do is restrict in order to look a certain way. So, you know, what is your relationship with your body? And I think that it's going to be beneficial for you to challenge those thoughts that you have around your body. Um, you want to work on the negative thoughts. And there's like a whole bunch of steps that you could probably take. Again, I am not somebody who is uh, specialized in body image dysmorphia or even understanding body image. Although I do know a little bit about it and what has worked for, for myself and other clients. Um, I think that when we look at negative thoughts, no matter how we view them within our relationship with food, like the negative thought we have about food and the, the negative thought we have about friends, the negative thought we have about, you know, our kids and our bodies, we have to break it down. We got to find evidence for and against. Right. So I think it's important to challenge those thoughts that you have about yourself. Um, because at the end of the day, like, where's the evidence, you know, are these just thoughts? And let me be clear. You can have a negative thought. Thoughts can just be thoughts. You don't have to create any action on any thought. Okay. So um, I think it's important to ask yourself, okay, so like what's true about this, what's not, but then understand like what's helpful and what's not. So like the thing is, is that part of the problem with how we feel about ourselves is then we begin to maybe compare ourselves with other people. So like, is that helping you or is that, you know, like, okay, well, I want to look like this person. Okay, but is that really helping you? And I've had clients do this where they've sent me pictures and said, I want to look like this. I want to lose 100 pounds. And I want to look like this. And I'm like, whoa, hold on a second here. You will never look like this human. And it's not to say you can't do it. It's the fact that you will never be that human because you are not that human. And again, to compare yourself, you have no idea how that person got there or what, you know, what they've had to do. Like, again, if somebody were to even compare themselves to me when I'm like four weeks out from my bodybuilding show, when I wasn't super, super shredded, but I was still pretty lean, I wouldn't want them to be on that journey because it was highly restrictive. But hey, you look at me on, on the outside and you just assume that it's all fucking, you know, um, rainbows and fucking flowers and just this per you know you feel so good about yourself but in the on the inside I'm like I can't eat with my family we can't go out like I'm saying no to my friends I'm tired I'm irritable like there are so many negative things going on around there so I think at the end of the day you have to really understand whether or not these thoughts and the behaviors that go along with it around how you feel about your body is helpful or not so if you do have negative thoughts, like I said, like how, you know, you got to break them down. But the question is, is like, how are you really feeling? So this is a difficult one because we don't, sometimes we don't want to acknowledge that, right? So maybe, so let's say for instance, you're saying, okay, well, I'm having a fat day. And this is real. I hear it all the time. I felt bloated. I feel fat. Um, I feel puffy. Okay. So cool. This is how you feel. But what is actually going on? So are you sad? So I've asked this question before too. So I've had a client who said, I feel really, really super bloated today. And I just don't feel great. Um, how it would be like, it'd be bloated or whatever. It would be along that lines or they just like, I feel fat. 
And I'd be like, okay, so what happened over the weekend? So this would be like a Monday check-in. And it would be like, well, I didn't really get to stick to my macros or I went out and like made these decisions, but they didn't overeat. But making those decisions, that guilt is really what that feeling of bloated and fatness is because the scale isn't measuring it. The, the measurements aren't, there aren't changing. They don't look any different. It's their brain and their thoughts of I am puffy. But really what it is, it's that guilt that's turning, that's, that's feeding that. And so like at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, like, are you actually feeling guilty? Is that shame? Is it sadness? Do you actually feel full? Like maybe you're somebody who's like, oh, I feel super full. And then you're like, oh, that's right. I drank like two glasses of water. I had a huge, you know, freaking big ass salad. Like, yeah, that would validate those feelings of fullness. Right. Um, like maybe you're bored, right? Or maybe you are comparing yourself. Maybe you've just been on social media, right? Uh, but the thing is that at the end of the day, like, um, you know, like you could be lonely. You just like, maybe your clothes aren't fitting today, but it could also be PMS week. So again, it's really, really important to figure out that relationship with your body, the thoughts and feelings that you might have, okay? So again, just kind of going through the weight loss struggle, a specific client saying, you know, the controlling thought of like, what am I going to eat next has a lot to do with the fact that there's restrictions, they're not eating enough, always dieting, and the relationship with their body is not great. Okay. So one other thing that I think that is important when it comes to your relationship with your body, and the one thing that I really had to work on was body checking. So I think that you have to look at it this way, like, what do you do on a regular basis? to validate how you know you look or whatever and so for me for a while I would do an ab check I'd always be looking in the mirror um, if I went past a window I'd look I'd compare for a very long time of course when I was in the gym I'd be looking um, and always 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 comparing myself so watch for that as well so like are you self-weighing on a regular basis and that's fine however is it too often um, is it like two or three times a day like what does that look like how often are you looking at yourself in the mirror? How many times are you doing body checks that way? Are you comparing yourself um, not only with like, you know, like maybe you're somebody who has a sibling or a best friend, but also to social media. And then the last thing that I would say is like how you actually um, are like pinching and stuff like that of your body. So like, do you, do you go by and you like, you know, are you like checking for rolls? Are you looking for cellulite? Are you pinching your, your belly? Like those are all body checks. And those things go along with body dissatisfaction, body image um, concerns, and could be the driving factor as to why you feel like you need to restrict, why you're not eating enough, always dieting, and then always thinking about food, okay? So at the end of the day, my take-home message would be that if you have these controlling thoughts, it's a red flag. It's a red flag, and dieting isn't going to be the answer to this thought, you have to get curious as to why you feel this way and why you're always thinking about food. Be honest with yourself. And honestly, I think the best thing that you could do is stop dieting, stop pursuing, you know, changing your body composition at this moment in time. Look at the restrictions, look at whether or not you're eating enough, look at your relationship with your body, food, all of it. And only when you've gone through the process of healing all of that, if you feel like you want to make a change, then fine. But at the end of the day, again, I don't even know if that's the best advice because it is very complex. Our thoughts and feelings about ourselves, dieting and 
overeating, all of these things, how we behave around food, it's very complex. And it's not something that happens overnight. In fact, when you apply for one-on-one coaching, we want to work with you for four to five months, six months, because it takes a couple months to understand that relationship that you might have with your, with food and your body. Okay. So at the end of the day, I think that it's just really important to understand that if you are struggling, then it's time to really evaluate where you are right now. Okay. You are a byproduct of the choices that you've been making. And if you were struggling with continuous thoughts around food, it's likely you're in a bad place in your approach and you need to look at making that change. All right. That's all I have for you. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. And don't forget to tag me at motivate and be fit and follow or subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. And please don't forget to leave a review on Apple podcasts. This allows the podcast to grow while helping more people figure their shit out. Chat to you next week.